Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 I've begun using a really cool surface from Aviva IQ, and it's made my life so much easier. My guests love receiving all the important details about their stay exactly when they need it. And I love all the five-star reviews I'm getting on communication. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome, everybody. Another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. I am your host, Jesper, and I'm hosting together with Glenn at Hostfully. Glenn, how's it going? It's going great, Jasper. How are you? I'm great. I am currently in uh, Las Vegas. It's very hot out here, but it's been a lot of fun so far. Where are you currently? I'm in Ottawa, so probably not as hot as Vegas. Have you tried your luck at any of the fine establishments I hear? Well, I don't gamble. I think gambling is kind of a waste of money. <laughs> that's, that's very wise of you. I think I feel the same way, but it seems like they're doing pretty well in Vegas. It always uh, shocks me to see how many people are sitting behind these fruit machines, just like blowing away the money. I mean, if you're going to play a game, then, you know, the blackjack and poker, it's a little bit more interesting to me. But still, blackjack, you're still just giving away your money. And then there's this other game called craps. I really, I don't really know what it's about. It seems like people are having fun when they're playing it. There's always a lot of cheering. And I think the reason is that you're kind of like playing together. Do you know, do you know how it works or? No, is that the one you always see in the movies with the high rollers and they're throwing dice? Yeah, exactly. That one, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, but I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it costs money, though. <laughs> I, I think we're the worst people to talk about Vegas right here, Jasper. So. <laughs> uh, I think we are. But uh, Ottawa, is, I want to mention uh, a little interesting fact. Did you know that uh, in May, there's a tulip festival in Ottawa, right? There is, and uh, your your home country has something to do with that. I know. Do you know what it is? I do, but I'll let you explain <laughs> to the listeners. So in the Second World War, Canada hosted our royal family in Ottawa. And as a, to, um, you know, show their gratitude, we've been sending 20,000 tulips over to Ottawa every year. And, and Ottawa has been uh, using those tulips to make their town look a little bit more colorful. And they call it the, the tulip festival. That's yeah, every, and it's, it's every year in May, is it? Yeah, and it's absolutely gorgeous. If anyone gets a chance to come to Ottawa in, in May, uh, check out the Tulips Festival because it's it's really quite amazing. And I think even during the war, one of your members of your royal family was born here. Am I correct in saying yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yep. And I think the, the government here even took steps to make the, the hospital room to convert it to uh, to Dutch territory just so the royalty could be still said to be born in <laughs> on Dutch territory. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. You first, yeah. you know your uh, Dutch history. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, we have a long history, uh, uh, our two countries. So it's uh, it's quite interesting. 
Yeah. Although every time I go to Canada, I get picked for a second screening. It's always a pain in the ass to get into Canada for me. <laughs> but, you know, I guess you guys are uh, trying to protect your borders from uh, dangerous Dutch people like myself. Exactly. Well, next time you come, just tell them you know Glenn and they'll let you in. Okay, I'll try that. All right, let's get into the news. Well, there's one news item that will be very hard to ignore because it's been all over the news. And it has to do with the white supremacists. I've never heard of this term before. Uh, so when I first saw it, I wasn't quite sure what it meant. But they went to Charlottesville to hold a demonstration. Some of their members tried to book accommodation on Airbnb. And Airbnb has decided to ban all the people that they suspect have an affiliation with the white supremacists. And so they're not allowed to stay on Airbnb. So there's been a very long discussion in the Airbnb news group. People have all sorts of different opinions. It's a very sensitive and emotional subject. I kind of had to moderate the thread a little bit because people were throwing around like quite a lot of personal insults at some point. But anyway, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this, Glenn? I'm allowed to give my personal insight on this? Uh, go ahead. I, mean, <laughs> I, always, uh, I always enjoy your, your opinion. Well, I mean, just to give a context here, like you mentioned, Jasper, prior to the rally, Airbnb took a pretty strong stance. They noticed certain users utilizing the platform to plan the gatherings and coordinate lodgings. And they acted quickly to remove those users and shut down uh, affiliated accounts as well. So this in and of itself created uh, a bit of a firestorm. And then everything that happened obviously exacerbated this. And Brian Chesky came out after the fact and decided to double down on what Airbnb had done prior to say that these types of people are not welcome on their platform. And they, you know, you agree to certain standards of community when you sign up to Airbnb and that they're going to enforce those. So just a quick sort of rant here. I, you know, I'm a big proponent of free speech in Canada. We have very similar protections to those they have in the US. And you know, the frameworks of our societies were built on very similar pillars of freedom of expression. But I think there are certain issues that, you know, we as a society have moved on from and, you know, are no longer legitimate areas of debate. White supremacy is definitely one of those, but there's many, you know, there's women's rights, child labor amongst amongst others. So the idea that there are still people in this world who believe the things that these alt-right white supremacists believe terrifies me. And I think we are beyond freedom of speech issues to more of a hate speech issue, which in my mind is is criminal in nature. And I know, I don't know about the laws in the US, but we certainly have hate speech laws here, here in Canada. So if the actions of someone else make a certain class of people feel in society fearful for their lives or make them feel unwelcome, then they're entering into a different territory than freedom of speech. So I think Brian Chesky did a brave thing by coming out so strongly on the topic. I commend him. It's more, I can say for the, the US president. So yeah, I, I agree with Chesky. I commend him. And I think it's He's brave because he's going to become a very public face in this very public debate when he came out in opposition to essentially these these racists. Right. And I can also see if Airbnb would have allowed these people to, to stay on the platform, I, I can see an, a new ad coming up by the hotel industry basically yeah. <laughs> uh, accusing yeah. Airbnb of hosting these people on their platform. Well, they already essentially uh, accused them of supporting terrorism. So, you know, throw some white supremacists. <laughs> right. So. You know, the Airbnb has a policy. They require their members of the Airbnb community to accept people regardless of race, religion, origin, ethnicity, etc. When they see people pursuing behavior on the platform that would be anti-ethical to this uh, Airbnb community commitment, they can decide to remove those people from the platform. And well, first of all, 
No, some people are saying everybody has the right to their opinion and Airbnb shouldn't discriminate. They should allow everybody to be on the platform and the host can make their individual decisions. But at the same time, Airbnb is a company and I think they have the right to decide you know, who gets to have an account and who doesn't. They definitely have deleted accounts of Airbnb hosts for less severe issues, I'd say, than this. I think it's also stated in their terms, you know, they have the right to delete accounts of people if they believe that's the right thing to do. I agree. They have the right to remove people from the platform. And yeah, I think it's also a good sign to show that people who believe that one race is superior to the other, and they're saying some pretty terrible things, right? Pretty much wanting members of the other races to happen all sorts of bad things to them. I definitely agree on this topic. It's been all over the news. But fortunately, we also have some happier news to discuss. So let's move on, unless you have uh, you have any more comments on this. No, I I think it's pretty clear and think uh, it's difficult to hide behind the veil of free speech when you're advocating violence. I think that's where you lose that right, in my opinion. But yes, let's move on to a, something a bit more uh, positive. All right, because there's a lot of news actually this week, which is really fun. So we have lots to talk about. There's an article in the Business Insider that Airbnb has now more listings worldwide than the top five hotel brands combined. Airbnb has reached a new milestone, 4 million listings worldwide, which is a lot of listings. I remember in 2012, I started hosting and there was about 500,000. So it's gone eightfold in just five years. They are now offering listings in 191 countries. The US remains Airbnb biggest market with 660,000 listings, followed by France, Italy, Spain, and the UK. So Airbnb definitely uh, still uh, showing a lot of growth. Another thing that's interesting to mention is that 2 million of the listings are instantly bookable. So that's 50%, which is something that Airbnb is striving towards, getting more listings to be instantly booked. What are your thoughts, uh, Glenn? Yeah, this is just a very impressive figure. I think you've been writing about Airbnb longer than I have. When I started writing about them, they were pushing a million listings, so which was still a big deal because if you compared that 1 million listings to all the major hotel chains, they were right up there. I think the largest is Starwood Marriott, and they are at 1.1 listings, but that was after they merged, and that was only a couple of years ago. So very early on in the game, Airbnb had more listings, but this is just you know up to 4 million listings were getting into a different territory here. And I think it just goes to show Airbnb's popularity is a statement of how people are want to earn money, supplemental income from an asset that they already own. So I think this just reiterates what people like you and I have been saying for years. What I'm really curious about is how many hosts are there on the Airbnb platform? So we have 4 million listings. And it'd be very interesting to know how many actually Airbnb hosts there are. What's your guess? Oh, I think it's a lot. The vast majority, I think, are individual listings. Yeah, that would be a very interesting statistic to find out because that's the common argument of the anti-Airbnb crowd is that, you know, it's a couple commercial operators who have, you know, 80% of the listings, which I think is bogus. I would guess that we're, we're probably, you know, three quarters, you know, one to one host to property. But uh, it'd be really interesting to see those numbers. The latest numbers that I've seen from the amount of hosts are back from about a year ago in March 2016 there was an average of three listings per hosts at the time there was 2 million listings so that was about 650,000 hosts 
if we use that average of free listings per host, that will come to about 1.3 million hosts. That would be my best estimate. I think the average number of listings per host is going up. And I think the reason for that is just because a lot of people are outsourcing their Airbnb listings these days. Like everywhere you go, when I travel, I always get in touch with some people who are doing Airbnb in different cities where I am. It always surprises me how many short stay management companies there are. And sometimes these are, they don't even have a website. They're just hosts who are, you know, basically just helping a bunch of friends out with their Airbnb listings. And then they kind of expand a little bit and they'll have like 15 or 20 listings. But, you know, at the same time, you could argue those are still kind of individual hosts. They're just, you know, kind of outsourcing the management of their listings. Yeah. Well, and I think a year or two ago, you're probably right with the numbers, but I think now, with a lot of the uh, municipalities instituting the the new regulations. I mean, there's just an article out about in Portland where Airbnb cut off over 400 listings because there were multiple listings. And a lot of municipalities now are doing the one, you know, it has to be your primary residence can only be one. So I think, I think the number is going to be quite higher. And the average, I don't think is a very accurate statistic because there's a lot of property management companies who might have something like, you know, 100 properties on Airbnb, but you know, it's just still a mom and pop who own that one property. So I don't know if that statistic would account for that kind of thing, but we definitely need a bit better data on that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just the fact that one company has a couple hundred listings doesn't mean that it's a big company who owns all the properties and they're, you know, it's like a commercial big real estate company or something, just like you said. Hosts. Does it feel like you're spending way too much time responding to questions from your Airbnb guests? Is the fear of a possible bad review keeping you up at night? I recently learned about a really helpful service called Aviva IQ. With Aviva IQ, my workload and worries have reduced dramatically. All I had to do was link my Airbnb listings to Aviva IQ, create my messages and schedule delivery times. That's it. I can't believe how easy it was to set up. Now I can sit back and relax knowing that my guests receive all the important details on time, every time. Everybody sleeps better. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. All right, let's see what else is out there. What what else is interesting, uh, Glenn? I like the new partnership between Vice Media and Airbnb. Essentially, Airbnb and Vice Media, well, for those who don't know what Vice Media is, it's sort of an alternative media outlet that's really gained a lot of popularity over the last couple of years, particularly with the millennial crowd and younger. So Airbnb and Vice partnered together to provide customized experiences. This partnership's going to kick off with a contest. So whoever wants to enter the contest, keep a lookout for this. So 100 people are going to receive one of four customized tours in South Africa, Paris, New York, and I believe Tokyo free of charge. But the idea is that future tours, they're obviously going to charge. So the profits from these tour fees are going to be kept by Airbnb and Vice is going to receive some advertising spending from these experiences. So the reason I bring it up and the reason I I find this interesting is twofold. Number one, Vice Media has always tried to show what living on the edge looks like with their alternative media brand. But now it's inviting you to actually experience it for yourself. And now you can do that through Airbnb's platform. And I can see this becoming a lot more popular as younger generations to you know, seek out new and exciting experiences when they travel. And this is also good for Airbnb, secondly, because you know they're trying to expand their experiences services. 
And by adding this youth-friendly media organization like Vice, lends a lot of credibility to their efforts to expand in this space. So I see it as a win-win, and I think this is great. It's definitely going to be uh, positive for both uh, organizations. Right, and Airbnb offers 2,500 experience packages in 35 cities. And on a personal note, I recently received a message from Airbnb. I signed up for the experiences a couple months ago and never heard from them. And now I've got a message that they have too many applications and they can't service everyone. So my application is kind of like on hold until further notice. So and no Airbnb experience hosting for me. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet. One day. One day I'll be an Airbnb experience host. So do you have to give what your experience would be as part of the application? Yes. It's quite a, a bit of a process. I had to like upload pictures and create the description, think about the pricing and how many people are you going to let on. I definitely spend a couple hours putting the thing together. But, you know, I, I'm not going to give up. I will be a uh, Airbnb experience host at some point. By the way, I saw an article on CNBC... You can rent an entire island on Airbnb now, which I thought was pretty cool. It's a $595 a night. It's a small island in Belize. It's called Bird Island. It's located just off the coast of Placencia Village in Belize. And it's the perfect setting for a romantic getaway for a couple. Are you, are you looking for any romantic getaways anytime soon, Glenn? I have three young kids under the age of seven. So there's that, that word has left our vocabulary, at least for the time being. But I wonder, how do you get to the island? Like, do they provide boat service? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. But, but what I do know is that the island can host up to six people. I mean, this is a very, very small island. I mean, there's a little, tiny little jetty on the island. So I guess you just have to get over there with a very small boat because it seems very shallow to water, but it's a very small island. You know? It's, it's very, very tiny and it's very shallow. It seems like it's pretty close to some coral reefs. So there'll probably be some nice snorkeling up there. But yeah, it looks really beautiful. I think it would be an interesting uh, place to book for uh, a honeymoon. Yes. Well, it, it almost sounds like you're inviting me out to this island, Jasper. Are you Are you paying? Yes. It's always been my dream to spend a few days on a uh, remote island with you, Glenn, and just talk, <laughs> talk Airbnb for three days while sipping on uh, coconut water. Wow, that sounds amazing. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's look into that. I'll run it by my wife. Okay, good. I'm, I'm already excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, discuss? I have a few more items that I see up here. No, go ahead. Well, the hotel association has made another move in their efforts to, you know, to hammer Airbnb into the ground. They hired an ex-cop to track illegal activity on the Airbnb platform. So this is a guy who used to work for the uh, New York Police Department and also the Secret Service, and now he runs the, his own private security and investigation firm. The hotel industry is going to step further after creating uh, ads to kind of frighten people to not use Airbnb. They are actually sending in the big guns to try and track down people who are uh, doing it illegally. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. I mean, we knew this was happening. They said they were going to do this. And so now we, I guess we have a face to what they're actually going to be doing. I was hoping they were going to hire, you know, Bruce Willis or, you know, some vigilante to do it. But uh, <laughs> this guy will have to do. Sure, go ahead. I guess they said they were going to do it. So it's not surprising that yeah. they're going to do something like this. So. And another thing I've mentioned before on the podcast, but there's an article, a couple articles out there that say, uh, meet Airbnb's newest competitor, Google. 
because Google recently started including vacation rentals in the search results for when you search for hotels. So far, Google has around 7,000 vacation rental listings, exclusively in Europe, actually. They're allowing guests to use one of the hotel booking platforms like Priceline and Booking.com, et cetera, to book the stays. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see how that goes moving forward. I would say Google is definitely a, uh, could be a pretty strong opponent. Yeah, I don't know how, I'm not too sure how they're going to monetize this. I know they're using PricelinesBooking.com to allow searchers to book their stays. And it's only in Europe right now, from my understanding, but I'm a little confused as to what their ultimate intention is. Yeah, I guess I don't know if they're going to allow listings or I think booking.com and Expedia and all, all of those platforms have a pretty good hold on, on that market. So I don't really know if it's a direct competitor to Airbnb or more of a competitor to Expedia or, or booking.com. Although if they're allowing booking.com to book stays from Google searches, then that's interesting too, because I mean, booking.com really wants the users to get onto their site. Uh, as opposed to booking through partners. So this this will be interesting to how see how this plays out. Yeah, so my understanding is that Google makes a commission on every booking or maybe every person that they refer to one of these platforms. I'm curious to see if Airbnb is going to show up at some point in these search results so that people can search for vacation rentals in Google and then click on the link to an Airbnb listing and then book to stay on Airbnb. Yeah, that's why I was confused about whether it was a competitive move by Google. It sounds like this would be an initial move to sort of bring in Airbnb listings into their platform. But yeah. Awesome. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for joining me today and hosting this podcast. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll do some research about the little island and I'll, I'll let you know the dates and uh, where you have to be. Sounds good. I'll pack my swim trunks. Okay, sounds good. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. By the way, if you want to be updated on the news, the Airbnb News Group is on Facebook is getting very active. Lots of people engaging, commenting, etc. Definitely go check that out. If you search in Facebook for Airbnb News, the group will definitely pick up. We have uh, over 2,000 members now there. And of course, there's also the Get Paid for Your Pet Facebook group that you can join as well. And that one's meant for questions about Airbnb hosting. So with that, I will thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.